El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I kind of do the same thing. Joining me today, he is the co-host of a wonderful podcast called Unpopular Opinion. He is the co-host of another wonderful podcast called You Don't Even Like Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about myself. Also joining me, she is the host of a fantastic podcast called 12 Questions that you can hear right here on the Unpops Podcast Network. She's also a fantastic comedian. Go see her tell jokes someday when that's legal again. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Valenzuela. Jeff is here too. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, stop it. Stop what? You're mouthing all the words I say. I don't, it, I don't do that, and I would love you to prove it. But it's not you who's even saying them. It's me who's saying them. And you're, oh, you motherfucker. Hey, I, joining me as co-host today, Jeff's back. It's Jeff. It's me. I'm back. How excitementing. Is that a word now? No. It is. Well, it, is. it could be. Put it on a t-shirt. Oh, Jeff May, pure excitementing. Also joining us, returning champion, Anna Valenzuela. How's it going? Oh, my God. I am just feeling good in this uh, post-Trump uh, world where everything is perfect. Isn't everything perfect now? We finally get the socialist utopia? Yeah. You know what's funny is uh, I love seeing the people that are, like, bristling against the idea that people are even remotely relieved after the inauguration. And they're just like, oh, yeah. so now you think everything's fine. And it's like, no, we don't. We're just happy. It's like we're eating a piece of moldy bread, but it's not the giant heap of shit that we were eating like two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it is, I realized I had like a massive emotional come down. Like it felt like I had taken all the acid. It was like and it was like the day afterwards. And I was just like, I'm achy and horny and weird feeling and depressed. And like, that's how I felt. I think that so many of us have been addicted to the emotional highs and lows of uh, our, our fair dictator that it has been. uh, It's a lot for people to come down from. Yeah. I think a lot of the next four years are going to depend on how much attention we pay to Trump as much as anything else. Like, especially people like us, people doing podcasts, people in the media, like how much of a figure is Trump going to play in our political picture right now? And how much of it will be our fault if he plays a huge part in it? That kind of brings us to what we're talking about today, which is Trump's pardons, which it seems like he issued a whole lot on his way out the door actually yeah. issued about half as many as Clinton issued on his way out the door. This is it's I think an, Clinton's, Clinton's well known for being a, you know, he's like, I got some pardons to make if you know what yeah. I mean. Hey. I think Trump issued a total of 140 something. Half of them were pardons, half were commutations where you just get your sentence kicked out. 
And we're going to talk about some of the winners and losers of those Trump pardons because some people came out better than others. And I think one of the big losers is the people who stormed the Capitol because a lot yeah. of these dum-dums, one, thought they had permission to do it. Because, yeah, he told them to do it. Yeah, he dr- said he was going to be with them, and then he just drove away. Yeah, <laughs> supreme commander of the military and all goods and production told us we could storm the Capitol. And then when that turned out to not be true, a lot of them were legitimately sitting there assuming, well, Trump's on our side. He's going he's gonna to pardon us, right? No. Nope. No pardons. And like- Good. Even like in the case of that QAnon shaman guy, the one who Jeff accurately described as looking like the Bills Mafia. Speaking of which, an improv uh, an improv actor from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it seemed like even his lawyer didn't want him to get a pardon because no. his lawyer issued a statement and was like, "Uh, well, if you pardon him, it might drive home the idea that Trump gave him permission to do this, which is what he already thinks. Yeah. The lawyer's like, you should keep this guy in jail. He's in <laughs> moron jail and he belongs here. He does. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. He's uh that guy's a real his whole story arc is such a piece of work, you know, to end up there and then to find out that he's super vegan. Did you hear him on Alex Jones? Of course not. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, god. yeah, yeah. No, I listen every day. And I was like, oh <laughs> finally. Listen. Q Shaman is really interesting because Alex Jones hates Q because they're doing for free what he's attempting to monetize. And he basically is so mean to Q Shaman. So mean to Q Shaman. And you son of a bitch. yeah, he's so mean to him. He just keeps attacking him for his faith because he didn't realize that Q Shaman loves him and agrees with him on every on everything. And so he needed to create something to be outraged over. Anyway, it's fascinating. But yeah, Q Shaman believes in the ley lines and the whole thing. And now he's, you know, he's got to get his vegan diet through whatever um, corporate company that the federal government pays to feed their prisoners with. So good. It's got to be organic too, right? Yeah, I don't. I worked at a federal, like a reentry center for federal inmates, like mostly drug trafficking and bank robbery. Oh, cool inmates. Cool, fun ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not completely dangerous and not where a 24 year old me should be. And they contract out their food and the food is horrendous. It is like, it smells remark or something. Yeah, it smells like a fart farted in a fart. Like it's it's the worst food you've ever seen in your life. So I'm I'm willing to bet that he's just gonna get rice. Like well, there's no way here's they're the gonna thing. accommodate that. He fucking better. Like yeah. because I guarantee he's one of these people who when lawsuits started popping up about Muslim detainees in immigration facilities not being allowed to have halal meals because Sorry, COVID, we had to shut down the cafeteria. And now if you order this halal meal, it's probably going to be rotten and you won't be able to eat it. But who cares about your faith? Like, I guarantee that guy would have had no problem with that because immigrants are enemy combatants or whatever this fucking maniac thinks. So 
Throw down on a goddamn pork chop in prison, you fucking. They're weapons of the hypocrite. Zionist conspiracy to bring uh to to drown out white Protestant life in this country, and goddamn it, they deserve to eat the maggots we serve them. They'll be halal. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Anna had that prepared. <laughs> yeah, Just so you all know, Anna read that off a piece of paper, uh, which is a bit alarming. Yeah. That was weird that you just pulled that out of your pocket and unfolded it. Well, you know, the, in a little Bible, <laughs> I, you know, as the league of evil, evil Latinos, um, just indoctrinated now that I'm enough. Um, and, uh, you know, we have been talking about our Zionist backers that sent us all toward the border, um, in order to take down the government. This week's uh, email, so, Alex Jones podcast. Yeah. But that's that. what they believe. They believe that that is the thing that blows my mind is that it is that people synagogues were shot up because Latinos were approaching the border. Get the fuck out of here with that crazy. You Get know what I that mean? George so. Soros money. Yes. You son of a bitch. Uh, it's yeah. Anyway. So, um, it is, uh, it's kind of fun to uh, dabble in the red pill when you know that it's all theater and stupid, but, um, the, uh, yeah. Why didn't Trump pardon those guys? Why didn't Trump pardon that grandma? Because, because I, the biggest I, mistake QAnon made was believing in a version of America that cares about them. Like there's not, that doesn't exist for anyone. Even as much as we want to talk about, like I know white privilege is a thing, but at the end of the day, if you're poor government doesn't really care about you. No. And beyond that too, like not only does the government not care about you, but the autocrat at the top of the government who has lived his life, actively working against the poor is going to be like the the big mistake they made aside from the government caring is that trump would care yeah because of course he doesn't that man literally has a history of lawsuits of being sued for not paying the people that he hired to do work in what way do you think he's going to reward the the other people all those polish construction workers he fucked over in uh in new york that's just that's just sad yeah you know, so uh, let's talk about a winner from Trump's pardons next okay. Lil Wayne who saw this one coming. Um, it, it was a surprise because it's such a famous name, but as soon as you look at it, you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I did. The, the surprise to me was I didn't know Lil Wayne was facing 10 years in prison yeah. for carrying a gold plated gun on a private jet. That's not a crime. Not only is that not a crime, but I, I forget what the, I, it might have been a 30 for 30, but there was something where they were talking to it was about guns in the NBA and they were interviewing a player who had gotten into trouble for guns. And I forget who it was, but he said, look, if you live your life being threatened every single day on the Internet, mm-hmm. you would carry a fucking gun. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like people want to kill me because I play basketball in New York. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a fucking gun because there is a target on me at all times. And I get it. Like, there are people that actively would like to kill Lil Wayne. Well, and not only that, there has been um, documented police um, uh, sort of like policy around the danger of hip hop shows and communities. And so they they uh, actively. Uh, try to prohibit um, travel. They actively uh, search 
uh, hip hop artists and they, and they, they target them uh, in order to disperse the criminal criminal element of the show. And so this is, this has been, this has been documented. Um, what is it called? There's an NPR podcast about it, um, but it has been well, documented. Well, like, it, this it is was, a criminal it called, justice issue. It was called at least in relation to the NYPD in the nineties, they had a group called the rap squad mm-hmm. and their entire purpose was to follow rappers around the city and if they could pull someone over and arrest them for something they would do it and here's the thing i mean i'm gonna put my conspiracy theory hat on for a second which by the way i host a pretty good conspiracy theory podcast also called conspiracy the show people telling me to listen to QAnon anonymous fucking i research shit too Relax. You're, it's the only conspiracy but, show where the host hasn't actually been red pilled by doing the conspiracy show. So Mazel, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah. Among other benefits of listening to it, but the rap squad, one of the things that it's speculated that teams of police like that are doing, or I think has also been documented. They're not just trying to arrest black people and get them in the criminal justice system. They're trying to get informants and people that they can put under their thumb and be like, look, you're facing all these years in prison. We know what your associates are up to. How about you just tell on them and we'll get that charge to go away. And I feel like a lot of Trump's pardons are kind of a fuck you to the intelligence community. Mm. And I feel like some of these rapper pardons might be that where they were like, oh, shit, we know what Lil Wayne's associates are fucking getting up to. Now we got him. He's facing 10 years in prison. We can fucking leverage that over him. And then here comes Trump to go. Now Lil Wayne gets out of prison or it could just be because Lil Wayne supported him at the end of his campaign. That's the thing is Lil Wayne is what like Lil Wayne saying vote for Donald Trump got Donald Trump some black votes like it it did. Um, And so I'm sure he appreciated that. The other thing, too, is like I was looking at it. It's like, oh, that's 10 years seems a lot. But it's I was like, oh, he was carrying a loaded gun onto a plane. And I do have to take a little bit of an umbrage with the loaded aspect of it. Private plane. He wasn't on a commercial flight. He was on Mm -hmm. a private plane, which. I get that it's a crime, but it's also definitely not the same thing as your gold-plated gun falling out of your carry-on on Spirit Airlines. Like, it's very different. I, I get it, but it, it's sort of like one of those things where it's it's the equivalent of like somebody like anti-masking into a restaurant or something like that, where you're like, oh man, yeah. there's other people in here. Like there's a there's a, there's a guy I there. I feel like if you're on there. a private plane with Lil Wayne, you know you're taking that gold-plated gun risk already i just i just think he shouldn't have had it loaded i wonder if it's a a i agree with you detail i i do agree with you jeff it is um i think from an fcc perspective it is not who's on the plane flying you it's not where you take off because they they know it's that they don't know what's going to happen when you land and so they just have to make sure that the security is tied on both ends i mean i get that it's a crime like i I, I understand (laughs) all that it's just you're not going to get me to clutch my fucking pearls over Lil wayne having a gun on a private plane it's a very stupid crime um it's there are it's it's like you know when you get a jaywalking ticket you're like come on come on fuck on isn't there like real crimes you could be dealing with right now like 
the fuck out of here with that. I, I like the idea of like somebody, a cop trying to give you a jaywalking ticket. So you just keep going and just make the cop chase you. Let's talk yeah. about another loser of Trump's oh, yeah. pardons. Joe Exotic. This this warms my heart because the hillbilly Trump Joe Exotic can get fucked. And so can everyone else in that documentary. They were all at best abusing animals. Most of them were abusing underage it, kids except, also. It, I will say, it, except for um, the person who had their arm bitten off by a tiger, I think that human is a delight. They were still contributing to True. the confinement and, and yes. horrible treatment of animals, sure. but at least they got their arm bit off for it. But... <laughs> At least there was a price to pay. Yeah. Like Joe Exotic was so confident he was going to get pardoned by Trump. He ordered a limousine to pick him up from prison. A blacked out stretch Humvee limousine. Yeah. Trump didn't forget that Joe Exotic tried to run for president. Well, and if you think about it, I actually think that was a misstep on Trump's part. I think if he's planning on running again, which he might, pardoning Joe Exotic actually would have been a great PR move for him. I don't because think the soul nation, the whole exotic. nation was taken by that. You know, they were taken by the documentary. They were not taken by the man, Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, nobody I would, was, nobody I would hope was not. like, Joe Exotic. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, this documentary is a documentary about how everybody is bad. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Which is actually why I liked the show because at no point does it ever glorify these people. No. It's just like, here's another piece of shit, and here's another piece of shit. Yeah it's, yeah, it's what Hillbilly Elegy was trying to be. I'm not you know, looking like... f- I'm not looking for a true crime documentary to glorify anyone. What I demand of my true crime documentaries is that there's a victim I feel bad for. Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, but that's not what this is about. Like that's not what that documentary is about. They don't right. even talk about that these tigers are being brutalized. But whatever. He's still in prison. Good yeah. for him. He belongs to be in prison. Yeah. He's, a pre- he's a predator of all of, the, you know, he was a predator on young men. He was a predator mm-hmm. on felons. Uh, it was a whole thing where he was doing everything he could to take advantage of the people around him to get the things he wants. And mm-hmm. surprise, that's probably why he's so hurt by Trump ignoring him. Because Trump is like, same, but in a suit instead of like a sleeveless vest or whatever. <laughs> I guess that's just a regular vest. Maybe Trump felt like Joe Exotic could steal his shine. You know, that narcissism thing. It's like, you, no one could be more popular than you. I think he would view as Joe Exotic as like the shit on his shoe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think he really looks down. Because remember, he's all about like classy and, you know. Yeah. While right. throwing down Big Macs, the worst fucking McDonald's sandwich there is. Now that we're removed, by the way, from from the Trump presidency, can we do a slight rewind and go back and talk about how hilarious it was that he put McDonald's as the meal for when those people showed up? Because that is objectively funny. It was like, very that's funny. Fucking hilarious. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> well, that's it's... that's the thing. Like, were it not for all of his faults, I wouldn't have minded a president like Trump on the world stage. Like, if there was a really progressive version of trump who like didn't who wasn't a white supremacist or at least didn't like capitalize on white supremacy to win votes but was also sort of an asshole on the world stage i wouldn't mind that in many ways trump is a democrat you know what's funny is yeah yeah he's a democrat he's a that would have i was gonna say that would have been bernie Mm because he'd be like you're all eating old soup 
just eating like leftovers from like the previous weekend we don't want to let him go to waste (laughs) i love that we don't know about bernie like you know those puff questions of like what's your favorite snack like what's your favorite campaign snack you know what i mean because he won't answer those questions so they just don't ask him but i campaign snack is justice I theorized it was raisins. Um, like I like fuck with a raisin and Jeff Union does too. raisins. I got a, I got a ra- union, union raisin. I got a raisin guy, Anna. And let me tell you, my raisin guy is fucking a plus. Nice. I can vouch. Nice. Yeah. Very good raisins. I get Adam a pound of goldens every once in a while. I go with the black raisins myself. He's also got dried uh, plums, which are fucking amazing. Oh, get me in on uh, this. Recently, is this a farmer's uh, market? It's at the farmer's market in Larchmont on Sunday mornings, and it is fucking incredible. And dried peaches now. <gasps> what? Get the. What? Tell me Bernie wouldn't like a dried peach. Bernie oh, would love would. a dried peach. So much fiber. So much fiber. Oh, it's going know. right to me. I don't even have to eat Metamucil anymore. Let's talk <laughs> about another winner of Trump's pardons Michael Flynn, who should winner. absolutely be in prison. Winner, winner, Michael Flinner. That was good. I like that. True monster. A true, an an act of evil. He is, he is a, I believe he is one of those chaos magician actors in the government that is, you know what I mean? Like, he's just one of those like weird post Nixon capitalism cultists. Yeah. He looks like an ostrich in a Rob Lagojevich wig. (laughs) And I can't decide if he's dumb or if he's just so confident that he thinks nothing bad will ever happen to him, or both. Because if you go back and look at what got him tripped up with the FBI, he had this phone call with the Russian ambassador, and they very clearly and explicitly talked about the U.S. sanctions on Russia. And he was like, yeah, man, we'll have, as soon as Trump's in office, we'll have a meeting about it, and we'll get him taken care of. And huge crime. Like you can't conduct mm-hmm. business like that, at least until your administration is in office. And he did this during the transition. And the FBI found out about this. They had a transcript of the call. And lying to the FBI is a crime. Like it's a federal crime. So when they're interviewing him, they're giving him all these chances to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally quoting what he said during this meeting. And they're like, are you sure you didn't maybe say, and then they would just like read his words back to him verbatim. And he was like, nah, man, I didn't do any of that. And because of that, conservatives in these QAnon fucks are like, the FBI set him up. It's like, no, the FBI did the opposite of set him up. The FBI set him up to tell the truth, at which point they probably would have been like, don't do that. And also there's a theory, like when I worked in drug and alcohol treatment, my motto was sometimes you got to give them enough rope, Yep, you know, and like, they could have been like, let's see if he'll lie about this. Oh, wow. He jumped off that bridge. (laughs) We we gave you every opportunity to avoid this punishment and you have flaunted it in the back. I don't think it's stupidity. I do think it's hubris and it's hubris that paid off. Yeah. I mean, as it so often does. You know, like that's the, that's the real tea is, you know, politics is just theater that affects us. You know, like it's, it's, it's insane. I read the entire transcript uh, or the, the files they put out in relation to the Flynn investigation and all the thing, 
all the things that like these fucking right wing types say are in it are not in it. Mm-mm. I find it hard to believe that those types would fib. I know. Or jump to conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cr- like all that stuff. It's a, they put it on the internet, like the government, like all that stuff. You can just go read it. You can go read it and see that what you're, it's like the Bible. You can go read it and see that what you're saying isn't actually in there. Like no one's stopping you, but yeah, they don't do it. Yeah. The next loser I had on the list was people who stormed the Capitol, but we already talked about that. No we pardons. Talked about those losers. Yeah. Fucking Chud Town USA over there. <laughs> it was a Chud was parade. That, that, that 22 year old that stole Nancy Pelosi's fucking laptop or something mm-hmm. and was like trying to sell it to the Russians and she's already been like released into her mother's custody. The yeah. Fuck? I wonder, I wonder what her efforts to sell it to the Russians entailed because if you're yes. dumb enough to think you're going to get away with that. She probably just like went on Reddit and was like, uh, R slash Russia. Anyone know who I can sell this laptop to? Like, I guarantee, like, I doubt she mm-hmm. had the connects to I think, get to I the think, Putin but government. But that shows you the intent yeah. behind the action, which is a, that's fucking, that is, that's sedition of an extra level. Yes. That's bonus yeah. treason. But yeah. she's also like being monitored. She's not just like, oh, yeah, I don't. They're moving toward home confinement for a lot of shit in general because we got to clear out prisons to put these QAnon fucks in them. Yeah, and COVID. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we need to trade low-level uh, drug offenders, uh, like yeah. anybody that's in in prison for like marijuana convictions, blah blah blah, anything like that, and replace them with these QAnon fucks. That mm-hmm. was that was a theory I threw out on Conspiracy the Show a couple weeks ago. Is that oh, I think at- something along those lines will probably happen like if there's any kind of sustained violence where there's like cells and like lone wolf idiots coming out to like violently protest trump no longer being in office we will happily throw them in our private prisons i am pleasantly surprised that nothing caught fire that night i had a go bag with a life straw i have my cat's shit ready to go i've got like all la i I know nothing gonna happen out here I grew up in a town that had like 2000 people in it and all of them are that kind of person. Capital, yeah. Yeah. And so like I empty now because they're all in a DC prison. Yeah. I'm so um, my greatest fear is hordes of angry racists. Like that is my greatest fear. Those that is my World War Z. Like that is harmless. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't, I just can't, you know what I mean? And like, so I was, I was really nervous. And I think if we can just make it through the weekend, I think by Monday there'll be, because, you know, they had planned the first, they had planned their second attack for a weekend, you know, cause they got to use the weekend time. I don't know. Cause now, the reverence for capitalism is so high that they can't take off in a like mid work week or something. We're recording <laughs> this on a Friday and that's exactly yeah. how this, this podcast in general works. Like, now that you've said that, you have you have secreted that into place. And now Monday, oh, no! Monday, this will come out and the world will be on fire and people will listen to you going, if we can just make it through the weekend, 
Great job, Anna. Thanks, Sorry. Anna. Here's what I'll do. You meet me. You come up from where you live. You meet me. We'll get in the car, you and Winter, and we'll just head up north. I got places we can hide. I have like I have like a written down evacuation plan. I'm nuts. Like <laughs> I was just like, I that's the only way I can it's, deal with my anxiety. I don't think that's crazy at all. That's yeah. <laughs> a very good idea. That's even what these conspiracy theorists who push like the New World Order and stuff. I've I've read all those books. Like I read them in the mid nineties. And one of the things that you find in every one of those books, they're like, come up with a network of people like nationwide that you can just show up at their door and be like, Hey, I need to, I need to be here. I need to hide, which that's always seemed like a good idea to me, but I'm also really bad at making those kind of connections with people that survive me moving out of the area. So, uh. You know, I'm very lucky that I used to be a member of the Wizard Universe message boards. That's a comic book message board, uh, comic book magazine message board. And it's very, very funny. But some of like the people that have stuck with me for like friendship for a long time, I met on those message boards. And when I moved out to L.A., I stayed at the house of every like every house I stayed at was a place where Aww. I met somebody on those message boards. Oh, like look at Jeff with that happened? friend flex. Jeff that murdered all those people. I uh, sorry, Josh and Eli. I totally killed you. Oh, they sh- one of them showed us around Chicago when we were Hell in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Took us all the spots. Yeah, I met him through that. Hey, there's oh, a rat. Hey, there's a rat. Hey, yeah, there's, there's a rat. A rat, and there's another rat. That rat doesn't even care. We're here. That one's wearing a jacket. <laughs> yeah, rat with a little jacket. I was like all the from the Muppets. It's Rizzo. Rizzo. I hope he was scatting. Wearing a I'm little racket. Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Just a heads up that if you want to hear this podcast and everything else the Unpops Network puts out completely free of annoying ads like this, head to patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech and subscribe for a very low price. You get everything we put out as a network completely ad-free, plus a whole lot of bonus episodes that you can't hear anywhere else. Again, that's patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. To figure out which of those two is the right option for you, head to unpops.com slash subscribe. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. What about Steve Bannon? He got a pardon. Here's the thing. This whole stop the steal thing, that is the election fraud. The election Mm -hmm. fraud is that Trump is siphoning money out of his followers under the premise of helping to fight this election fraud when all the small print says, oh, this is going to like pay back the RNC and for my legal defense. Like that's that's the fraud. And it's a good scam if you can get it. Yeah. And a lot of people are getting it right now. And that's kind of what Steve Bannon was facing time in prison over, Mm -hmm. except he was soliciting money from people under the premise that it was going to go to help build the border wall. The border wall. Yeah, the border wall. And it it didn't do any of that. And it was it it was just like it was a Ponzi scheme. It was crazy. What a silly little scam to do when you're Steve Bannon. Like, it's just so funny. It's so funny to me because, yeah, of course it makes money, but it's really like you're stealing nickels, but you're stealing them at such a a high amount. Yeah. That's funny funny because there's no victim in that. 
he could have literally no. launched a Patreon. You know what I mean? Like there's literally anything he could have done <laughs> with yeah. these weird um, like live stream telethons. Like, I don't know if you watch any clips from them, but they're insane. They're insane. We sure are. And yeah, he was, this pardon happened before Bannon was even sentenced. And that's right. unusual. Like when I said earlier that all presidents issue these pardons on their way out of office. Mm -hmm. That's true. But Trump being Trump, he's always going to put his own little evil buck the system kind of spin mm -hmm. on it. And in this case, it's that these pardons are normally vetted and you normally have to have been convicted in that it's almost like retiring from the NFL and then getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. They usually require a five-year period after your conviction where you spend that time proving you've earned a pardon and mm -hmm. you've actually turned your life around and reformed and are uh, deserving of this. But Trump was just like blanket pardoning people, including Steve Bannon, who hadn't mm -hmm. even been sentenced. You know, it's funny. It's like those that kind of feel it's such a soft protocol that it just goes to show you how easy it is. I mean, it's funny because, you know, we, we, we talk about Trump really abusing all these powers, but he got away with it. Mm -hmm. Like we, 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 we can't forget that Trump has set a lot of precedents mm -hmm. into what the executive branch is allowed to get away with when unchallenged by a strong body. And the G Democrats did nothing but drop the ball. For like there is an orgy of genies out of the bottle. You know, like there is, and they are coming on everything, you know, like it is, it is too, it is too many, too many genies out of the bottle to stop. And so every day that they don't take strong action against these lawmakers, I, I actually would wonder if I, if I were the state's attorney or the federal government's attorney, what I would do is I would change the charges. Yeah. That's no, what I would do. I would change all their charges or I would give my entire case to the local government and offer them interns and just stick the state and local government up their ass. I will say as a, as a um, exclamation point to the Steve Bannon thing here is we can all agree that it was a funny grift. And yes. Yes. He, yes. he like, is on his face. Very funny. Like it's, it's a good bit. And he's not dumb. Like that no. dude is not dumb. No. He's decaying. Ivy League educated. He's uh, he still makes money off Seinfeld. Like he's one of the like one of the early producers or investors in Seinfeld. Well, let's let's talk about a loser though. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> no pardon for Rudy. No, poor Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> during the impeachment when it was starting, there was some tweet and I forget who did it, but he goes, uh, it's my final chance to make, uh, you know, to redeem myself. Rudy Giuliani thinks as he ladles meatballs into his briefcase, <laughs> just the yes. idea that he has not done any, he, he has to have a humiliation fetish. It's the only thing that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not under investigation currently, but as recently as this summer, he was for his business dealings in Ukraine and his role in ousting the U.S. ambassador in that country. And he could probably use some legal protection for trying to fuck Borat's daughter. I know that she wasn't actually underage, but neither are the people luring people into kitchens on uh, Chris Hansen's Dateline NBC. Yeah. Is, it, is there like a, can you get like a pre where it's like a pre-pardon? 
for something like this where like you're be you're being under investigation for something and he's like well this is, this is like a diffuse it's like a grenade pardon you pull the pin and it goes off in a couple days or something yeah i have that at the end of the notes that there is some possibility that trump could have issued secret pardons <gasps> that wouldn't no. be unsealed and like basically what jeff described like a break glass in case of emergency thing so he could have pardoned himself, he could have pardoned his kids, and we, in theory, wouldn't necessarily know. It doesn't even, it's not even guaranteed that that would work, but it is a thing he could have done. What has he really done for Trump other than make himself look like a complete ass? He's a laughing stock. Well, he the got him, he got him that press conference at the Four Seasons. That, like, to me, like, if I was Trump, the fact that he didn't fire Giuliani all the time, like, what does he have on you? Well, what about shortly before that, he gave another speech and, like, his hair dye just started running down the side of his face? Like, he melted on camera. He is such a public relations Uh, disaster. And the funniest part was at the end of it all, when Trump got impeached again, he told his staff to not pay Rudy Giuliani. And it's like, that's what you get for buddying up with Trump. Like everyone knows at some point he's going to turn on you. Even these people who stormed the Capitol, he for all intents and purposes turned on them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how all these people didn't see that coming. Funny story about the Giuliani thing where he was melting is he also ripped a mega fart when he was uh, on the, remember that when he was next to that fucking, the, the, the drunk lady who wasn't drunk. She's just like, that's just how I am. This is how I talk fart. Um, I, as a person who's farted in many a zoom meeting um, with the mic on, uh, I, I empathize with Mr. Giuliani, but I do I think he's he's such a tragic American figure because he was he was America's mayor. He was golden. Everyone loved him. You know, like for a brief moment, nine away, nine eleven washed away many sins for him. And then, rather than just living out the rest of his days eating steaks for free in New York, he decided to jump on this fucking circus because he can't get enough of the limelight. It's yeah, he, it's Shakespearean. Well, it's like it's. A really ran, tragic story. He ran for president twice. I know. Like, like, here's the thing, though. It's like, you're right that, like, 9-11 is the best thing that happened to Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And, and I know that that's, like, an awful thing to say, but it really is. It was. It's the best he, thing that happened to a lot of people on his side. In the same way that, in some ways, and this is terrible, but COVID's the best thing that happened to Biden. Yeah. Without covid It's not that Biden and the Dems beat Trump. COVID beat Trump. Yeah, that's the thing about conspiracy theories that pop up around stuff like COVID and 9-11 is you got to understand, even if the specific conspiracy theories aren't true, governments capitalize on a crisis like this. And it doesn't matter who's in office. It could be Democrats. It could be Republicans. In a situation like this, the American government and governments all around the world are going to use it to crack down just a little bit more and will accept it because it happens in the name of fixing a problem that we see as a threat. Like it's a natural progression. And that's, that's what bothers me about conspiracy theories like that is that it's silly 
to assume their sides when it comes to something like COVID and the government response. Right. And that's, isn't what I was implying in any way. I, I just, I no, just I wasn't, see. I wasn't like calling oh, yeah. you out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was. I mean, I I guess I am now. Is that what you were saying? What the fuck? Uh, no, man? not in not in any way. But I do understand. <laughs> like that's exactly what I was kind of getting at. Is like whoever's in power is going to capitalize on yeah. whatever tragedies in front of them. Like, has anyone done a a a, a safety check on the Uyghurs in China lately? Like, do we know where they're at? Like, <laughs> like, like. There's a lot of a lot of things that just sort of like just disappear, that's, you know, in the face of tragedy. That's one of the underrated things Trump is also doing on his way out is he's setting all these like foreign policy fires for Joe Biden to put out. And one of them is, I think, a day or two before the inauguration, Mike Pompeo came out and explicitly said China is committing genocide against Ouija Muslims, which here's the thing. That's true. But he also basically just like took a hand grenade and pulled the pin and then tossed it to Joe Biden. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if they didn't just pour cement into the toilets before they left. <laughs> you know, like they're I mean, they're really. And but, you know, again, it's that set in gold. Hmm? I said, does cement set in gold or did <laughs> it, they have to... you can treat it to do that? I think you can actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is. um I mean, I'm not mad at calling things out, you know, but at the same time, the intent, I think it's the intent. It's the, it's the motive of fuck you. We're going to, we're going to, you know, piss all over this place before we leave. So the thesis statement of Anna was that COVID was the best thing to happen to America. Right. (laughs) That is what she said. Well, I mean, I listen, so many people have died and she's saying she's smiling. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love, I love to talk about death. Um, that's my thing. Um, no, I, the COVID has exposed our economic inequality in a way that you, all three of us knew, all three of us knew, you know, it's exposed the inequality on the world stage, you know, it's exposed the true cruelty of many governments. It's exposed the, uh, not just ours, like in Israel, they're just like, they gave 500 vaccine doses to Palestine. And then they were like, good luck. You know, like, like there is a lot of, um, I think Jeff lot... was just joking. Oh. I know Jeff was <laughs> just joking, but like COVID was the best thing that happened to America. Anna, I don't think it's the best thing that happened to America by any means, but I do think do. that tragedy exposes can expose you know the true colors right and and i think that exposing the true colors i wish there was a less i wish there was a less painful thing but if you think about it the way that our system our world stage is set up is that there is no there is no way to address these things until the system fails and the system fails i like how we're like we're kidding and you're like yes yes but let me continue trying to silver lining the situation (laughs) i i'm not i'm not trying i know that you're kidding i know that you're kidding but i've thought about this I feel so like much. a lot of chances. To, yeah, to okay. Let's 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 talk about another winner from Trump's pardons. <laughs> let's move on from Rudy Giuliani and okay. COVID and talk about the co-founder of Death Row Records. Oh yeah. This was a curveball. And here's the thing, credit where credit is due. Trump did do some things in the name of justice reform that weren't uh completely terrible. Yeah. And a lot of his pardons on the way out were pardons like this, where it was people who were serving exorbitant prison sentences 
for like drug convic- convictions. And a lot of them were cleaning up some of the damage that Joe Biden's crime bill did when yeah. they put rules in place that made the sentencing for crack cocaine way more severe than for powder cocaine. And it's like, duh, who is that going to impact the most? Mm-hmm. So there were some pardons along those lines, and they're, that's a good thing. Like, you'd be an asshole to get mad at that. And uh, Harry O, actually, Michael Harry O. Harris, was one of those cases. He's the co-founder of Death Row Records. Snoop Dogg had been lobbying Trump to do this, and uh, Trump did it. And Snoop that's Dogg crazy. was like, that's cool. Fuck Trump still, but thanks. Yeah. At least he Trump. didn't turn sides, yeah. you know. What a uh, so many others. What a bummer of a nickname though, like Harry O. Like that's not that's a real nineties nickname. Harry O. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense given his name. So I feel like it's a drug thing. Like yeah. maybe the O means ounces or something. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, uh, it makes me think of like, so what's so what's so what's the scenario? But Harry O. <laughs> it just makes me think of that that's that what i would say if he walked in the room now that you've you've put here we that go in my yo head. here we go yo commute 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 sentences for harry yo this was cool a snoop dog like he yeah. doesn't apparently like i don't know what ties to death row he even has anymore and i think it ended kind of bad like mm-hmm. he accused suge knight of killing tupac once so like things mm-hmm. can't be that great between him and death row records but uh He's the one who lobbied Trump to get this guy out. And like, who else is thinking about the head of Death Row Records or the co-founder of Death Row Records that would have enough weight behind his name to actually get in Trump's ear over it? So good for you, Snoop Dogg. Good for you. Good for you, dog. I wonder if he got Martha Stewart out of prison early, too. Never know. Wait, is she back in prison? No, she's not. No, she's out. She's out. Okay. She's been out. Doing doing commercials. Oh, yeah, but I wonder if he did. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, loser, Trump's kids. No pardons for them either. <laughs> and see, that's, that's, that's where the secret pardons could come in. But it'll only be, it'll literally just be Ivanka, the good Trump son, and Barron. Um, and then Tiffany and, and uh, Don Jr. just left out the cold oh yeah that's how the trump family works i recommend all the time that people should read the mary trump book she is a clinical psychologist who grew up in the trump family so it's a very unique insight into trump and how his family works and that's exactly it there's like their dad had one favored kid which was Mm -hmm. donald and every other kid literally could go fuck themselves Mm -hmm. like he only cared about Donald. And there are a lot of suggestions that that's kind of how it is now where Trump just kind of cares about Ivanka and everyone else. He's like, yeah, I guess you're, you're part of my team, whatever. You know, you always pay attention to the girl you're trying to fuck. Yeah. He's trying to woo her. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And shout out to Tiffany for announcing her engagement the day before the inauguration. Get it, girl. <laughs> that is real smearing the shit on the walls of the apartment you're getting evicted from energy. <laughs> it really legitimately made me laugh. And it also made me, I, I, I feel empathy 
there's another really good book I recommend. Um, it's called The Aging Narcissist. It's great if you have an elderly um, human in your family with a personality disorder of any kind, which I do. And um, it is very good at creating boundaries and stuff. And that was one of the things I was reading. And I was like, I feel like this is really just about our government. This is weird. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I have empathy for poor Tiffany because she is not the favorite child and we beat her up for it he beats her up for it like she was god beat her up for it she, she looks like a troglodyte it's weird fuck off okay 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 she campaigned Just... for him pretty hard this time around so she can eat shit yeah okay all right you're right okay yeah i guess you're yeah right. the in that book that's kind of the whole dynamic whoever's at the head of that family when it was fred trump like you could go to him and ask for things, but he was going to like, he considered asking for things, a sign of weakness and mm-hmm. weakness was like the biggest crime in that family. And that's, it, it kind of seems like that's how things have shaken out in Donald Trump's family now, where now that Fred has died, Donald is the head. And even though, you know, he doesn't really love you and he's not going to like express that mm-hmm. he loves you. Like, he'll maybe do stuff for you if you ask, but you still have to be loyal to that family. You're, like, yeah. you, one of the saddest turns in that Mary Trump book, she had been, uh, like, her best friend in that family her entire life was her grandmother. And they were always very tight. And then at one point, they pull this kind of shady maneuver to cut Mary Trump and her part of the family out of the estate when Fred Trump mm-hmm. dies. And she files a lawsuit over it. And her grandmother just immediately is like, how dare you question this family like that? And it's like, that's, it's a very black and white thing where you're loyal or you're not loyal. And that was Trump's whole fucking presidency. And people are seeing how that pays off now. You should have to fight the patriarch of the family and get rewards from it. Yeah. Like if I could get money for beating up my dad, I would totally do it. As somebody who has fought the patriarch of their family and the matriarch of their family, uh, it was a rough childhood. Uh, I will say that um, uh, it allows you to understand that not all authority is to be bowed to without question. If you hide that up, if you have, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I would wonder, my, I, I wonder if Mary Trump poses this theory. Oftentimes, not everybody is a narcissist, but what will happen is being raised by a narcissist can cause you to develop other personality disorders like borderline. I wonder if Trump and or the grandmother fall more into the borderline spectrum, but have the behavioral patterns of the narcissist. Yeah, she, I mean, read the book. Like she talks okay. about that stuff in a lot of detail because okay. what she you says sold me on it <laughs> what one of the things she says is that all these people who try to diagnose trump from afar uh like the the thing that most of them settle on is malignant narcissist and she's like it's so much worse like it's so it's, much worse than that like you, you have can no be a idea. narcissist you can have multiple personality disorders at once including you can have a personality disorder that is um you know uh it's basically a general personality disorder where you have just all you have all 31 flavors yeah. and um you can also and then you're adding diff- additional diagnoses like anxiety addiction uh substance or substance abuse disorder then you're adding in things like um you know trauma which he clearly suffered his dad is terrible i mean 
I, know, I always love that story where he showed up to his son's dorm and his son opened the door wearing sweats and he slapped the shit out of him and made him put on a suit to go to like a Yankee game or something like that. Yeah. And that to me is like, oh, that's funny, right? Yeah, they're they're very concerned with outward appearances in that family. Let's you, uh, think that, like tail. I know we're, we're gonna keep moving, but like you'd think that they would look good if that was the case. Like you'd think Trump would like have somebody to style him. Yeah, Ivanka looks like, all right. Oh, yeah, Ivanka looks great. great. Yeah. Well, uh, Melania, can we talk about her fashion? No. On no. inauguration. Okay, sorry, yeah, but oh, fuck Melania. She, I'm talking I know, about fuck her, her fashion. But she looked. She looked amazing. You mean the jacket? <laughs> the jacket she wore that said, "I don't really care." Do you? No, not that I'm talking about just like as they were leaving the White House. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she, she fucking sucks. Don't get me wrong. She fucking sucks. But, you know, she did look like Stan an evil queen. So, you know, game recognized game. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's let's jump around. (laughs) Jump around uh, with some of these because we're not going to get to all of them. Because I had had 20 written here, which that's ambitious. Another loser, and this is where I think some of Trump's pardons also kind of veer into revenge territory because one of the people he pardoned is a guy named Anthony Lewandowski, who is just a guy who was accused of stealing secrets about self-driving cars, like corporate secrets from Google and taking them to Uber. Mm -hmm. And we know what kind of crusade Trump has been on against Google in his final days in office. And this one just feels like him because this guy hadn't even been sentenced yet because of COVID. He had been convicted of stealing corporate secrets from Google and was facing time in prison, but they delayed his sentencing until COVID passes. And now Trump just pardoned him so he doesn't have to go to prison at all. Imagine stealing from Google and then the the crew that you go to is just so evil. Like Uber is one of those companies where you're like, oh, you're like a you're like a evil. You're like a like a pure evil thing. Right. <laughs> As somebody who worked for them for four years, I will tell you, Uber. Were you is- driving the little car, Jeff? Were you driving the little car? Not what <laughs> a little you know? car. You know that little car that's always around LA that says Google on it. It's got a big camera on it, that's so Google. Can do Google. I, worked for, I worked for Uber. Oh, Uber, uh, Uber, Uber. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Of course, I worked for Uber. Naturally, yes, uh, yes. I drove for them like for a week, and then I was like, I don't like this. No, no, it's not a. It's not a good job. It's no. Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I can't work with the public. This is as close as I can get to this. And doing <laughs> comedy is as close as I can get to working with the public, and even that. Pushes yeah. the pushes the line sometimes. Yeah, so this uh, was a big fuck you to Google. Yeah, yeah. Here's a here's an unlikely winner. Shady Democrats. There were there were a couple shady Democrats on the list. Uh, former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. Not a huge surprise. He was on Celebrity Apprentice after sure. all. Mm-hmm. Plus, with an enviable helmet of hair. That mm. you could weaponize that. That thing is. He would. He doesn't need to wear a helmet on a motorcycle with that thing. That no. thing is just that pure. That is like a memory foam head. Yeah. 
<laughs> you hit that with enough Aquanet, it's going to keep you safe for sure. Yes. You know, that's why you don't want to fight a Chola. It's looks, hard to get to that. Yeah. To that. Listen, I've got LA looks in my hair right now. Don't besmirch LA looks. It is still a good gel. I would never. <laughs> uh, former Detroit <laughs> Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick also got a pardon from Trump, which that that's not that surprising. It was pretty clear near the end of Trump's run that his his strategy was going to be, hey, I'm the least racist option, which honestly not a bad strategy when you're running against the guy who wrote the 1986 crime bill. Yeah. So, like, it's not out of the question he'll run again in 2024 if we don't write a law preventing him from doing that. And we'll see. Like, if Joe Biden doesn't deliver on police reform, justice reform, income inequality if he doesn't do anything in that arena we will be right back where we were in 2016 and a trump will run again and could very well win so god what if it's matt Gaines? uh, what if it's ivanka Uh, how's that how's that for the the monkey paw situation oh uh, i wish we could have a woman president done yeah i don't want I, i don't want a president that i want to fuck no what about aoc oh i mean come on (laughs) oh jeff's too good for her wow wow are we gonna fight like that one time my boyfriend said adele wasn't attractive and i was like i will kill you (laughs) it would just seem exhausting it would be like the equivalent of like dating a political vegan where i'm just like i have to hear about this again oh i'm not saying women be talking that's that's like that's what jeff well, said anybody that'd be anybody it would be like bernie i'm like i don't have i don't have the energy for this so, it, so if you had to fuck mary kill right oh, she no. would be and she was on that list it was like bernie ivanka and and uh and aoc i like this you okay. would, I would you would marry ivanka because she's dumb you would fuck aoc and i guess you'd have to kill bernie which is sad i couldn't do that so i would marry bernie Mary Bernie, very I would marry Bernie, especially because you know we don't have a lot of time for Bernie, so it's only going to be an eight-year commitment max. See, that's uh, yeah, that's not would, that's not would, a bad call. I would, I would fuck AOC, and then I would kill Ivanka Trump specifically just so I could say that I did that. Okay, all right, there you go. I'd take that hit for the team, man. Yeah, but you, the original the original premise was you don't want a president that you want to fuck. So True. You I could. just meant in that specific situation. I didn't wow. think the statement through. Wow, you're talking in circles, Jeff. I didn't think about, I didn't think I would be taken to task for this. Who do you <laughs> work for? Who I sent you? I going to be like, oh, that's a mildly funny thing Jeff said. And he did what he normally does and <laughs> continue moving on with the podcast. I didn't think this was going to turn into fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> now you know what it's like to be in an argument with me in a romantic relationship. That is very the vibe I bring. I'm like, hold on, let's stop that detail we got to talk about it <laughs> this is a very romantic situation i'm gonna be honest i get into a lot i get into a lot of fuck mary kill conversations with the women that i date it's very it's like which who would you fuck in this situation I'm like only you <laughs> is that right is that the right answer hey let's talk about someone else who got fucked another loser in trump's pardons old people oh, he yeah. one of the people he pardoned was a guy named Sholem Weiss, who was sentenced to 845 years in prison for a fraud scheme in which he stole $450 million while working at National Heritage Life Insurance Company. 
Investigators estimate that the fraud cost about 25,000 customers, mostly elderly, their life savings. Longest term ever imposed for a white collar crime. By comparison, Bernie Madoff is serving 150 years. What a fun, evil pardon. Yeah, that That one really evil. That one is really dirty. Don't be a fucking mark. Don't be a mark unless you're (laughs) marked to my schemes. Don't be a fucking mark. That's your part. That's your fault. Learn to read. Yeah, I, I can imagine that being his argument for it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, been watching, I've been watching a lot of the old like 80s and 90s unsolved mysteries. And uh, let me tell you, every third mystery is about a grifter that steals from the elderly. And I'm like, they're never going to stop doing this. No, my grandmother is in an old folks home and sends me three emails a week about cryptocurrency and why I should get into it and how I can help her get into it. And it's always these investment groups. And I just Google the name on the email and FCC violations pop up immediately. Uh, not FCC? Yeah. Sign up for Coinbase. Old people shouldn't be on the internet. Yeah. Like there's an there's a certain point where just like driver's license, like we should take those and internet access from old people at a certain point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know it sounds authoritarian, but that's the, no, it's, that's the flavor of authoritarianism like, I like. They should have, to have like the cricket wireless of internet where they're allowed to go yeah. on like six sites. Yeah. 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 They can go to the AARP website. They can go on quilters, uh, quilters forums. Um, they can go on golf forums. They can get uh, PBS news. I would stay away from forums. Man. Yeah. Forums I don't like forums. And I also think that. they should have their emails monitored. And oh, absolutely. If I can monitor my grandmother's emails, I would. They should be treated like digital babies. I was at CVS once and the woman in line ahead of me was an elderly woman and she was buying a bunch of like Google store gift cards and the woman's ringing them up. And at one point the woman was like, wait, why do you need these? And she was like, oh, I got this email that said if I sent these Google gift cards, they would send me money. And the woman was like, fuck, no, you can't buy these and like stop the transaction. Go for her. Go for her. Yeah, oh my gosh, great. a thought that gives me gray hair, one new gray hair a week, is that Nancy, not Nancy Pelosi, but Diane Feinstein and my grandmother are the same age, and we don't let my grandma pick her own dinner anymore. We don't let her, <laughs> we don't let her drive. Worth, worth we thinking about. We, we took her house away from her. I tell you, like, man, I watched that Night Stalker documentary. And there is a whole scene <gasps> where Feinstein just drops the fucking ball. And I'm just like, of fucking course it was you, you fucking idiot. You yeah, she evil really bitch. I don't want to spoil it, but she really fucks things up at one point. Also, watch that documentary for Gil. Watch it for Gil. Like, Gil gave me, like, Gil kind of looks like my dad and gave me all the vibes. Like, I it like, was so sweet. I like when Gil <laughs> finally put a name to the pungent odor that they kept saying, uh, that serial killer had when he was like uh kind of like a goat smelled like a goat like Like a goat nice i like that. you're never gonna you're never gonna know that unless you've had a goat in your yard ladies and gentlemen i've had a goat in my yard that's a i knew exactly what that was (laughs) you know where i like having a goat in my taco so tasty like a a huge goat taco fan adam todd brown i am i fucking love it uh let's talk about another winner this one is nuts uh victims of clerical errors Specifically, a guy named Michael Tedesco. He was pardoned by Obama when Obama left office. 
but there was some sort of clerical error that resulted in him not being released. And he was Trump just fixed that on his way out. So this dude got pardoned in 2K16 and has been just sitting in prison this whole time because someone like fucked up a, I think it's literally like someone fucked up a decimal point or something. Mm-hmm. It's funny to my, yeah. it's funny to see a little bit, not for him, but yeah. like, you know, if it was a robot or something, I'd be like, ah, that's funny. What do you do? Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, what if we find out he's like a pedophile or something, but I yeah, doubt yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what he did. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many dirty cops hopefully, were a winner. Hopefully he sues the federal government too. That's like a thing you could do when they have those kind of errors, like people who are held in prison for too long, they, they will sue. So drug trafficking and fraud mm. in hmm. 1990. Oh yeah. That he was probably working with the CIA though. So that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, dirty cops, big winner in the Trump Huge pardons. Winner. If you can Always believe that. If you can believe it. Who knew? Yeah. Joe Arpaio. Well, there's also not only, I was going to say dirty cops and, uh, and racist, uh, private cops. Yeah. I, the, the Blackwater pardons that I had on the list, uh, as Iraqi citizens being losers in that one. Cause that's, that's a brutal crime. Like that is a hard, that is a, that's an actual war crime. That should be unpardonable. That should be like fucking. Hey. Yeah. Like a military crime. Yeah, you should, they should be in the Hague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Trump pardoned them. Trump pardoned a bunch of dirty cops, Border Patrol agents, uh, INS agents, uh, one who was convicted of violating civil rights, if you can believe that. Doesn't sound like INS to me. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie Moore, convicted in 2001 of letting a police dog attack a surrendering homeless man. Got to get her back on the streets. That's for sure. Yeah. Woof. You got to get her on the streets to clean up the streets. But the last loser I want to talk about, and then we'll get out of here, Donald Trump. He didn't pardon himself. No, that we know of. That we know of. Well, because also state, the state's going to come after him. The state of New York is coming after him. And see, I think even a pardon, like even if he did a secret pardon and pardoned himself, I don't think you can break that out for state charges. No, you cannot. You cannot. And that's the one thing to really understand is that all of these people who've been pardoned, the state can come after them. And um, let's just hope that there's some backdoor deals with the Justice Department and the Biden administration that says, make these people miserable. You know, do you think we'll see violence if Trump gets arrested? Small, small levels. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll see small. There's that one asshole that was in Sacramento. Um, yeah. that like went to the fucking Capitol building and it's just him alone with a Trump flag. And it's like, yeah, asshole. Nobody wanted this from nobody wanted. No. You. Yeah. yeah. That is a I great think, picture. I think we need to very closely monitor where the internet brain worms go next because they are turning on Trump and that he might not be the catalyst to watch any longer as to like how they react. It might be some other thing. It might be some other politician they latch on to. It might be a devotion to the villainy of it all. You know what I mean? It might be a law being passed. It might be something a Democrat does. We just don't know. There, It really, what I think is going to be something to pay attention to is who are the popular pundits going to back? Yeah. Uh, and when we say that, we talk about your Ben Shapiro's and your mm-hmm. fucking, 
you know, that level, like your, your Charlie Kirks and your, you know, Prager you people and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The bad guys who are the bad guys supporting? Cause that's who people are going to latch onto. Well, because- one of the, one of the things that we're going to talk about on next week's episode is that Trump has already floated the idea of starting his own political party called the Patriot party. And if that happens, I, I can't help but think that is just mostly going to be bad for the Republican Party because it will yeah. splinter the Republican Party in a way the Democratic Party isn't really splintered. Which really turns on the way the Democratic Party has been in the, over the past four years because mm-hmm. the Republicans were like fucking party voters. And that was the bit they, they did it. And the, the left could not for the life of them unify because the progressives and the liberals fucking can't stand it. I see people still complaining about Bernie bros. I think that, I think that it would be very, honestly, I think it would be really healthy for both political parties to split. Yeah. And I, agree. I think, I think that Bernie and, you know, in AOC and all of the leftists, like, yeah, give them their own party you know, and, and let's, you know, let's go in that direction and then give all the Republican psychopaths their own party. It wouldn't be the worst thing if we had multiple parties in this country that were actually like a legitimate force in politics, as opposed to just like, we have multiple parties. It's just that. As opposed to being the libertarian party and just being like, we should be able to be selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me if, if Trump starts his own political party, the Democrats should splinter off and start their own. Maybe who knows? I mean, the smart move is to not do that if you're the Democrats, but. But why would it be? Look at England. Look at, you know, look at a lot of European countries have multiple parties and they're doing just fine. Well, it's for the consolidation of power. You, nobody, no party would want to split apart. Like it's just the individuals that are within that party. Would well, you that. work like, together within coalitions. That's not how that's going to work. I mean, it works a little bit, but the Democrats, by splintering, it's like like you said with the Patriot Party. If you have the Patriot Party that comes to exist, then that's really bad for the Republican Party because now they're not rallying against one specific enemy. They have multiple different factions out there. So if the Democrats split, it would be the same thing. It wouldn't be good for the whole party, but it would probably be good for the whole of the country. Yeah, the if the Republican Party split like that and Democrats didn't, then it would be really hard for either of those two Republican parties to win any election because they're going to split, you know, conceivably 50 percent ish of the vote between the two of them. And then Democrats are just going to get that 50 percent. So Democrats would just local shit, but they won't they wouldn't be able to. And there's there's an advantage to keeping the Bernie people in the Bernie camp or on the more left-leaning camp because some of them will go Trump. And then there's some Trump people that if Bernie had been on the ticket, they would have voted for Bernie because that's more of their thing. Yeah, They just don't like the establishment. So like there is an advantage to doing it on both sides, but they'd have to do it together. We should start a political party. The unpopular party. Right. We want the unpopular (laughs) vote. Yeah, we've got the we've got the name for it. Like we could mm-hmm. unpopular opinion. Like we we're picking up. I think that's just called libertarian. Yeah, we're picking up all the right wing <laughs> comedians if we're running on that platform. Yeah, but I think then, we could do then it. Then we then we rope them in and find out. Ha ha! Turns out our opinions are very popular. 
So we are we fooled you popular amongst our fans. Fooled you, fooled you QAnon chuds again. Holy shit, chud. So I think that's our episode. Thank you both for doing it. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? You can listen to me and Dave Yates on 12 Questions podcast here on the Unpops Network. If you're unfamiliar with us, we ask uh, people 12 questions from a recovery perspective. Mr. You both have been on. You both have been on. It's been fan. It's 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 a fantastic podcast. My episode never aired. Remember? Because I, I said I wanted to redo it because I got all weepy and shit when I recorded. it. Oh, let's redo it then. Let's redo it. You let's do it. Bitch. Yeah. I really, I really wussed out on that thing. You disgust me. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, I got a lot of messages about my episode with you. Oh, were they good? Were they happy? Of course they were good. Not the ones for me. I was like, (laughs) you sounded like a clown on this podcast, Jeff. (laughs) But yeah, give us a listen. You can also... You can also find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at AnnaValenzuela.com for show dates and whatnots. Um, And I'm done plugging. Do you ever get in trouble for false advertising with your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, no, because I'm a fucking delight. Hey, in fact, in fact, I'm the mean man. In fact, hey. uh, Brandy Posey from Lady to Lady got on me for not putting Anna B is funny. And I said, when I created that Twitter handle, I did not have the self-esteem to call myself funny. I just knew I was fun. So I'm a delight. I've yeah, always you just get on board. I've always called myself funny. Jeff, yeah. what do you got to plug? Uh, Sideshow Sideshow is every other Tuesday through Sideshow Collectibles. So you Never can check that. that shit out. We also do a live show every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time called Unsealed and Revealed, where I talk about a man as he plays with a toy. My job is really dumb and that's okay. Uh, you can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman every Wednesday on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. And of course, you don't even like sports, a podcast about how Adam Todd Brown doesn't like sports. Incorrect. Uh, it's about how Jeff, who Jeff, Jeff, you don't like sports. Adam, you don't even like sports. Uh, and that is uh, that goes up, uh, what, Thursdays? Thursdays. Every other every, Thursday. Every other Thursday. We throw one of those up for you. And it's a lot of fun. We got some fun ones coming up. We, we just have, we have like a hope chest filled with subjects that we want to cover. Uh, yeah. And it's very fun. And you don't Although have to. I did watch, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say you did. Uh, I did watch that Tiger Woods documentary and it is boring. It's boring it's also kind of sad like it's just it's it's not it's not a it's not a pick-me-up thing that's for sure yeah there's not a lot of redemption arc in it no no uh what do i have to plug uh patreon.com slash unpops unpops network.supercast.tech that's it Uh, follow me on twitter at adam todd brown todd with one d uh instagram is the same i gotta go eat lunch or yeah let's fucking go let's fucking go let's get out of here all right, Anna, say goodbye. Goodbye, chuds. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the chud rookie card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye. I did the thing that people asked me to do. 